Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the FLN Podcast. This is a Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and we are back in action with our regular weekly episodes after having some pre-recorded episodes in the prior sessions and some traveling out of the office but we are now back and ready to rock and roll. So as a reminder, on this energetic podcast, we reinforce the FLN mission, which is to give experienced attorneys and professionals a tremendous opportunity to build and develop valuable connections on a long-term basis. Welcome, welcome. It's great to be back on here, and thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time joining us on the FLN podcast, welcome, welcome. Whether you are a returning listener, it is great to have you back. As you saw there, if you were a avid listener to the episodes prior, we had several Q&A questions and answers period. That was a little bit different than our regular format, but we're now back in action with our regular podcast episodes. And in a second, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the upcoming episodes and what we're going to be doing. So on this FLN podcast, we talk about networking for attorneys and professionals. We talk about building and developing valuable connections on a long-term basis. We talk business ideas and strategies. We discuss how to network, when to network, why to network, and the best strategies and techniques to make the most of your networking experience. Well, we are back live, as I mentioned. We're going to be conducting these episodes now here weekly, and they publish on the Fridays, as we were customarily doing. Last week, we had a conflict. We did not publish an episode, but then we had some other episodes throughout June and the early part of July. And now we are back with some fresh content and material that has never been previously recorded, mentioned, or otherwise discussed. So welcome. Great to have everybody here back with us. So if this is your first time tuning in and I have not had a chance to meet you at any of our FLN chapter meetings or events, the rumors are true. My name is still Mo Eldiri and I have been a proud member of the Florida Bar since 1997. It was back in 2010 when I embarked on this wild, crazy, ambitious idea of creating this outstanding network of attorneys and professionals. And today it is known as the Florida Lawyers Network, which we always kindly refer to oftentimes as the acronym of FLN. So as your host of this rapidly growing podcast, the primary mission that I have in mind here is to give our listeners lots of great value and content about networking, marketing, business development, business ideas, strategies, and concepts that will improve your business endeavors. So what is next? All right. So we have now come to the point in the order of our FLN podcast, where now that we've had a chance to create lots of great content and information over the last, I think, 18, 19, 20 weeks almost, consecutively, it is now time to start interviewing our FLN members. So that may take a little bit of time before we perfect the actual system, but we anticipate no longer than a week or two from now, we will be able to start publishing our episodes with our FLN members. So basically what we're going to be doing is reaching out to the FLN members of the organization 
scheduling a time to interview him or her about their particular area of practice, their particular area of expertise. There are lots and lots of changes recently here in the Florida legal community, but we are not going to be shy about delving into the other areas throughout the country and beyond on lots of important and big topics that are happening throughout our communities. So the next step is going to be to start coordinating some of those interviews with our FLN members, and then we're going to start getting the word out. We're going to market and promote a lot of these upcoming episodes via email and social media, and then we will be able to start publishing the episodes with our FLN members. And then in between all of that, we may also inject some more of these educational content information as the opportunities and the time permits. So if you are an FLN member out there, I encourage you to start sharpening your microphones. Get ready with the topics that you want to discuss. Sometimes we're going to have a one-on-one interview and other times we might have a panel. So we might have a panel of family law attorneys. We might have a panel of immigration attorneys or personal injury attorneys and things like that. So like I said, get your best microphones ready so that you can be ready for the upcoming interviews as what we're going to be doing. So today's episode is going to be filled with, of course, a motivational minute. We're going to have an FLN message that's going to touch back on the concepts we talk about in episode 14. And back in episode 14, we discussed the EOS system, the entrepreneurial operating system, which is a really, really powerful, productive and profitable system for people to run and operate their law firms. We're going to talk tonight about getting started with EOS and how you start to implement some of the ideas and the strategies with there. There's so much to talk about regarding that topic. We're going to take it one bite size at a time and be able to work from it from there. Then we'll have some quick FLN announcements from our headquarters right here. Then we'll have a closing message here designed to inspire, motivate, and of course, captivate you out there in the listening audience. So here we go. Tonight's motivational minute as we get up and running with all of this exciting stuff is the following. The point is this. Big thinkers are specialists in creating positive, forward-looking, optimistic pictures in their own minds and in the minds of others. To think big, we must use words and phrases that produce big, positive mental images. So a very great philosopher once said, when something happens, it happens twice. Number one, first in your own mind, you're going to get that vision, that idea, that concept of what it is that you want to create. And then, of course, whatever it is that you happen to create after that. But this particular phrase, comment, or message is talking about the fact that not only do big thinkers have to be thinking positive and forward-looking and optimistic, we actually, and one actually must, has to be able to use the words and phrases that produce those big positive mental images as we kind of create and 
implement forward-looking and optimistic pictures, not only in our own minds, but in the minds of others as well. So that rounds out our motivational minute today, coming to us from none other than David Schwartz, which has lots of great stuff that he has mentioned over the years. Okay, so we are now ready. We're going to dive in to today's FLN message of the day. And again, as I mentioned previously, this coincides with episode 14 of the FLN podcast. And that's when we were talking about the EOS concept. And tonight in this recording, we're going to talk about getting started with EOS. So in the EOS system, in the traction book, it specifically goes and talks about the fact that you have to first start with structure. What is the best structure for your particular business? Well, having been around lots of law firms, talking to lots of attorneys, running our own law practice, I can tell you that over the years, it's pretty basic and straightforward in terms of the five major areas or main areas of a law practice are as follows. Number one, marketing, of course. Number two, sales. Number three, operations. That means how you provide legal services to your clients. Number four, financials. That's about the money you receive, the expenses you pay, everything coming in, everything going out, and being part of your law practice. Administration, how you run the day-to-day -day operations of the law practice. And we're going to go over each one of those main areas of a law practice here momentarily. But one of the things I want to kind of mention here is that while we always, as attorneys, refer to the concept as a law practice, the truth is these really are business enterprises. These really are designed to provide people a service in return for monetary resources in exchange. And it is important that the business is properly run well, efficiently, so that it can remain profitable and be able to provide lots of great services to the clients that retain the law firms. Now, something really important. We went over the five primary areas of a law practice. And the real, real important thing to recognize and appreciate here is that when you are, whether you are the sole business owner of this law practice business, whether you have a partner, whether you have three or four or five partners, the truth is is that until and unless you hire, retain, select, appoint, and delegate one person to be in charge of each one of those five primary areas to hold that person accountable, then nobody ends up becoming accountable for a lot of this stuff. So you can have a committee, you can have a group of people, but the truth is in the EOS system, it really talks about you take these five primary areas that we're talking about here, you have one person that's in charge of them, and that person is the one that's accountable. Now, if you only have one owner in the law firm or law practice, then obviously that person is going to have to be in charge of and accountable for each and every one of those main areas of the business. So as 
the sole and primary shareholder, business owner, et cetera, of a particular law practice, you have to really truly understand and appreciate that you then become the marketing director, the sales director, the operations director, the financial director, and ultimately the administration director. So as you start to add more and more people to your enterprise, whether you already have them now or you're gonna have them in the future, it's important that you recognize each and every one of those particular primary areas because as I said, until you hire, retain, select, appoint, and delegate someone to be fully in charge of one of those five primary areas and components, then you as the business owner remain and retain the accountability for each and every one of those particular areas. Now, yes, I get it. It seems daunting to be able to do all of those things and still work on the legal cases for the clients that paid you money to be able to do it. But we're going to break it down into smaller parts in bite-sized scenarios because the first step in the entire process is to understand whether we like it or not, these are the five primary areas that we must pay attention to in the law business, law practice, and frankly, in any type of service-based enterprise, this is what we have to be thinking about. So, we're going to dive into each one of these particular sections. We're going to take it easy. But the idea is, is to identify the five primary duties and responsibilities for each one of these five main areas of your law practice. So we're going to break it down and we're going to make it easy and straightforward to implement. Now, What's also really important in the process is that while I have identified here these primary duties and responsibilities in these particular positions and really using a lot of what one has learned from the EOS operating system and their books and their resources and so on, you know, feel free to modify, amend and change but you want to really recognize and appreciate what the primary duties are of each and every one of these particular components. So first and foremost, let's say, congratulations, you have been hired to be the marketing director of your law practice. As your marketing director, or as the marketing director of the law firm, you are charged and commissioned and assigned the following primary duties and responsibilities. Number one, you've got to be able to create, design, and implement a written marketing plan. You've got to take a look at it annually, quarterly, monthly. And by the way, if your firm is primarily getting business from referrals, then you must also include a well-designed systematic networking plan. And the truth is, there's no reason why you wouldn't have a good, well-designed, written-out systematic networking plan because what I can tell you is that a haphazard plan will produce unrealistic, uncaptivating, and uncertain results. But when you create the marketing plan and you really have it written out, it's a lot easier to, number one, implement it, but also to change, modify, and measure it as you kind of go through it. 
and the subcategory of the marketing plan is that networking plan. And that's really where you're starting to identify who is it that you want to network with, how often you want to network with them, and how you're going to go about doing that. And you can check out one of the prior episodes where we talk a lot about developing a networking plan, following up with your networking plans and everything else that happens to go with it. So the second duty here for the marketing director is to be able to lead, manage, direct, and delegate the marketing vendors that you might be using and or your team members to carry out the written marketing plan. So you as the marketing director don't necessarily have to do all of the things that the marketing plan requires, but you do actually have to oversee manage, lead, motivate, direct, and delegate a lot of these duties to make sure that they're getting done. Moving on, as the marketing director, you've got to be able to review, revise, and modify the marketing plan as needed. Test and measure what you're doing and see how it comes back. Again, as a marketing director, no doubt one of your duties and responsibilities are going to be lead generation. And that really is about generating more leads, qualified leads on a consistent and regular basis. You've got to be, as the marketing director, in charge of marketing research, knowing the type of clients that you are trying to attract so that the message of your marketing will deliver the intended results. And then you start getting more and more clients that you are looking to work with. If your clients are constantly, or if leads are constantly coming to you that are inconsistent with the type of clients that you're looking for, then you kind of want to research and flush that out a little bit better as to what is your intended type of client. Finally, we gave the marketing director one more duty here, and it's a combination of branding, tools and resources, and really kind of looking at the website, the emails, any publications that the firm does. So the marketing director, as you can see, has lots of duties and responsibilities when he or she is commissioned to be the marketing director of a particular law firm. So again, you can use vendors, you can use team members, you can hire people as virtual assistants to work on all this stuff, and that's great. But ultimately, you still must be accountable to the marketing of your particular enterprise. So the next position or primary area we're going to talk about is the sales director. Okay, everybody gets this. Once you market something and somebody raises their hand, the sales process begins. In this section, as the sales director, you've got to be able to lead, manage, direct, and delegate anything and everything that deals with your particular pipeline from the moment somebody raises their hand to well after the cases are concluded. So, in addition to that, the sales director has got to be able to set the revenue goals. What are we going to talk about here in terms of setting and achieving revenue goals, determining how many cases you need, what is the average case value, and being able to come up with a concerted written plan as to how that goal is going to be achieved. Next, the sales process. The sales director has to be in charge of the entire process from the time, as I mentioned, someone raises his or her hand to do business with your law firm 
to well after the case is concluded. So why do I say well after the case is concluded? Because it is a constant, continuous process. Sometimes the salespeople or the sales directors or any kind of business owner will stop once the sale has been concluded. And that's erroneous because you want to make sure the clients are happy, they're satisfied, they're moving along, et cetera, and so on. And then keep in mind, they may have other types of legal matters that you need to help them with and so on. And you want to always stay top of mind throughout their case. And you want to be able to stay top of mind even after their case has been concluded, which is all part of the sales process. Once that person has raised his or her hand to do business with your law firm. Next, the sales director has got to be able to close the sale. You could, you know, Put up your shingle, start your law practice, be the most brilliant, educated, experienced, and qualified attorney there is on the planet. But unless and until you have the ability to close the sale where someone hires you as his or her attorney, then there's no legal work to be done. So believe it or not, one of the primary duties and functions of the sales director is to make sure that potential qualified leads are being closed so that there is legal work to be done. Next, an offshoot of something we already talked about, and that is the sales process. It's also managing client expectations. So right from the outset, as the clients are getting ready to sign up with your particular firm, you want to make sure that you're managing client expectations so the clients are properly educated and informed and enlightened about exactly what it is that is going to be done on their particular case. Okay. So that is going to be a break in this particular episode. This is where we're going to take a quick break so I can catch my breath, get some water, and we'll get a chance to come back here momentarily. So stay tuned as we take a quick, brief commercial break, and then we will be right back here with the second part of this particular episode. Stay tuned, everybody. Okay, we are back and better than ever. The second part of the episode on the five main areas of a law practice. And again, that is all about getting started with the EOS operating system. And just a quick recap from our prior first part of the session Understanding the structure of the enterprise and the law firm is really kind of important as you get organized and get a little bit more focused and directed as to what we were going to do. I was considering making this content two different episodes, but you know, if it runs a little bit long, then maybe we'll make it for this and next session and so on, but we'll have it here as one a big episode, and then you, the listeners, can determine whether you want to listen to it all in one chunk or you want to listen to it in two different chunks here. But either way, it's lots of great content and material, and I wanted to kind of keep it all together with what we're doing because it's just a lot more cohesive to be able to do that. Okay, so here we go. This next primary area of the law practice 
is known as the operations director. So when you or someone is commissioned as the operation director of the phone, these are the primary duties and responsibilities for that person. Number one, they've got to be able to lead, manage, direct, and oversee all of the team members that provide the legal services to the clients, whether those are other attorneys, whether those are the paralegals, legal assistants, what have you. This person, this operations director, which oftentimes is an attorney, is going to have to oversee all of those particular details as we go through the process. As the operation director, it is also one of your primary duties and responsibilities to ensure client satisfaction. That means that the proper legal services are being done, completed, and communicated to the client to ensure great and excellent satisfaction and results for what it is that one is working on. That is part of the duties for the operations director. Also encompassing the duties for the operations director are to oversee the legal services from beginning to end and all aspects of it. Of course, they can be delegated, they can be directed, they can be assigned, but overall, the operations director of your firm has to be in charge of all of the legal services. Communications overseeing all of the communications between clients, opposing counsel, courts, and anyone else is all part of the operation director's duties to ensure that the legal services that are being provided are done so properly, ethically, systematically, and within the proper advocacy for each and every particular client the law firm retains. Moving on, the next primary duty and responsibility for the operations director is to handle, create, and implement the systems and processes to ensure a consistent result. So you want to do the written system as the operations director because it creates efficiency, but it also creates consistency to make sure that nothing is left out when you are representing particular clients in very important legal matters that they bring to you. So those round out all of the primary duties and responsibilities for the operations director. Next, we have the financial director. As you may have guessed it, the financial directors, one of their primary duties are to lead, manage, direct, and delegate to anyone and everyone that deals with any financial matters within the enterprise, whether they are paying bills or sending out invoices to clients or calling clients to replenish retainers or anything of that matter. The financial director has to oversee those components. The other duty for the financial director is to understand all of the numbers all of the time, how much comes in, how much goes out, and everything else and anything else in between. This financial director has to truly have a great relationship with the numbers of the enterprise, because I promise you, this is the one component and area of any enterprise that when neglected, it can really, really have an adverse effect on the primary mission and objective of the enterprise. So it's really important to know the numbers inside and out and make those decisions based on the numbers that one receives. Next, 
As part of the duties for the financial director, that person must be in charge of budgeting and reporting. That means regularly and periodically reviewing reports so that, as I said, make the proper decisions with the data that is being presented in the reports. The banking, the financial director can delegate as much as he or she wants in terms of reconciling the business bank accounts, in terms of making sure that everything is properly taken care of. But at the end of the day, the financial director of the firm is the one that has to make sure and is held accountable for this particular duty and responsibility of the enterprise. Finally, as the financial director, win, lose, or draw, you must always oversee the trust account for your enterprise. While this may be delegated, where you can get some assistance to a bookkeeper that is qualified for this kind of bookkeeping and accounting, you as the financial director, the owner of the practice, the licensed attorney must oversee each and every aspect pertaining to the client's trust account. That means it must be reconciled regularly, consistently, and routinely and you must always make sure that it is current and that you have a backup person in your firm that could understand it in the event that you become incapacitated or incapable of providing this particular information. So again, duties of the financial director. Now, let me pause for a second here as we're going over all this stuff. If you're really listening and taking notes on all these things. I get it. It's a lot. There's a lot of things going on, but when you really step back and you truly understand and appreciate all of these primary functions of not only a law practice or a law business, but frankly, almost any service-based industry or enterprise, you're going to truly realize and appreciate that there's a lot of stuff that you really have to do to make the business run efficiently, effectively, and profitably. And you have to kind of pick and choose what you're going to be doing and focusing on in each one of those particular areas. Because as many of you, I'm sure, listeners out there have heard in the past, Oftentimes, it is actually a lot easier to manage, run, operate, and direct a larger team than it is a smaller team because you can kind of delegate a lot of these duties and responsibilities to other particular team members. Okay. Anyway, the summary of that is don't get overwhelmed. Here, you know, in our enterprise, on a lot of the things we do, you just take it one little step at a time. You don't try and master everything all at once but you just try and break it down into little parts and pieces and figure out every quarter what your primary things that you're going to work on each and every particular quarter. And that we most likely will get to in another episode because it's a really extended conversation. But I promise you, it has a tremendous value and benefit. We've been using it not only in our enterprises, but also with our mastermind group of other law firm owners that get together on a consistent and regular basis. And we've had some really, really great results with that. And if you are a business owner out there, especially a law practice owner, I encourage you to get involved with a mastermind group, whether it's our group or any other kinds of groups, get involved in a mastermind group because getting accountable and getting insight and perspective from other attorneys and other business owners is extremely invaluable. 
So I impress upon you to check into and find out more about those particular opportunities. Okay, so we finished the financial director. Finally, the last primary and main area of a law practice is the office administration, the day-to-day operations of the firm. Many small size firms, whether they've got four or five people in a firm or whether they've got over 200 attorneys, they're going to have some type of office manager, office administrator that is going to make sure that the day-to-day operations of the law firm are working properly, efficiently, and correctly. As the primary duties and responsibilities in this function, it is the office administrator's responsibility to lead, manage, direct, and oversee all of the team members to make sure that everybody is properly aligned and moving towards a common goal and vision. In addition, core values are important, making sure that those core values of the enterprise are also being identified, revisited, rediscussed, and really focused in on so that everybody on the team is properly aligned and moving towards those common goals and core values. Next, the human resources. This oftentimes is one of the most valuable duties because it is also one of the biggest items on anyone's profit and loss statement. This is one of the biggest investments that people make in an enterprise, and that is to getting other team members to work with you, around you, for you, consistently choosing to get some of the best results. To be in charge of human resources is not just about determining how many vacation days everybody has and how many PTO and who did what to who, when, how, and when, but it is truly about getting the most out of your entire team all of the time. So that is a really important function and duty of the office administrator. Okay, next in this segment of the law business, the office administrator has got to be in charge of the IT, the computer software, the hardware, the networks, the backups, the cloud, and making sure all of the necessary computer software, hardware networks are properly done and making sure that those things are happening. Next, you've got to be able to have the office management in place. You're going to see all the office functions to ensure that the legal services can be performed properly routinely, consistently, and of course, profitably. It includes overseeing the physical assets of the business, whether it's office space, office desks, conference rooms, etc. We even have two FLN members that are in the same firm that actually have a pool in their backyard. So the office manager would be in charge of that and making sure that is working correctly and the way that it is intended. Finally, one of the main duties of the office administrator is to run, oversee, and implement regular team meetings with team members, whether they're going to have one-on-one meetings, whether they're going to have group meetings, or whether they're going to have weekly meetings with everybody on the team, the office administrator is either going to run and or assign someone to run the weekly meetings to make sure that everyone is staying in touch, in tune, and moving in the proper direction. In future episodes, we'll talk about what happens at these weekly meetings. We'll talk about how to identify your top priorities each particular quarter. But at least for this particular episode, 
we had a chance to talk about getting started with the EOS system, identifying the five main areas of a law practice and recognizing and delineating what are the primary duties and responsibilities for each and every one of those particular main functions that we talked about. So that rounds out our message of the day. Lots and lots of great content. And again, if you've got to listen to that over two segments, that is fine. There's a lot of stuff here, but I definitely encourage you to go back, re-listen to this, get your notebook out, take some notes on this because you will find it to be extremely valuable and You really should do it before we publish future episodes because future episodes are going to relate back to this about the structure of a firm getting things in place as we start to roll out. How do you identify the top priorities every quarter? How then do you create these scorecards you need to create so that you have your regular weekly meetings with your team to make sure that you're creating accountability and also making sure that you are staying on track for what it is that you want to be doing. So that rounds out the entire FLN message for this particular episode. Quick announcements here. We are still looking for qualified and experienced attorneys out there in the Orlando area. If you or somebody you know happens to know qualified, experienced attorneys in that area, we encourage you to reach out to us at FLN at FloridaLawyersNetwork.com and we can connect with you to learn more about joining those two particular chapters getting underway. As I mentioned, we've got a mastermind group that is in progress that meets on a regular basis to help people succeed. And we're getting some really, really great results. And I'm very happy that we're doing that as well. Additionally, anyone and everyone that is out there listening to this, if you do not have an FLN chapter in your area and you would like to spearhead and start one, I encourage you, reach out. We've got the systems, the procedures, the techniques, and the strategies in order to do it, and we can get you set up and you can start building and developing some valuable connections with attorneys in your particular community. Okay, that rounds out all of the messages that we wanted to have for our announcements. Really quick here before we conclude today's episode, a captivating message here to you from Brian Tracy that folds right well into exactly what we were talking about today. He says, number one, set the table. Decide exactly what you want. Clarity is essential. Write out your goals, rewrite them, redefine them, but write them out and get your objectives in place before you begin. Then plan it. Every day plan it. Get your calendar out, get your notebook out. Think of what you need to get done on paper to make these goals and objectives a reality. Every minute you spend in planning, can actually save you on average five to 10 minutes in execution. So that's really, really good. And we've talked in the past, I'm sure, about sharpening the blade, sharpening the ax before you cut down the tree. And this goes along with all of that stuff. So this segues really, really nicely to not only the stuff we talked about earlier with the primary areas in each one of the law practice and law business stuff, but it sets the table nicely for what we're going to talk about in the future with 
identifying your priorities, establishing your scorecards, and having some really great meetings as well. Okay, so that rounds out all of the exciting stuff that we wanted to include for today's FLN podcast episode on the five main areas of your law practice and getting started with the EOS system, which is very powerful, productive, and proven to get you lots of great results out there. So as a reminder, we encourage you to reach out to us at FLN at FloridaLawyersNetwork.com. Be sure to mention that you listen to this podcast and we will be able to captivate with you routinely and regularly. So on that note, make it a great day, make it a great week, make it a great month, and we will see you back here next time, everybody, on the FLN Podcast. Over and out.